Hey Haunted fam, Liana here. I just want to touch base with you before we start today's episode to let you know that we are back from hiatus. This episode was recorded back in June and man does that feel like so long ago. Our break wasn't a planned one and for that we apologize. We took the time we needed to get some good R&R and plan some fun, spooktastic things coming up. That's right, this break helped us formulate a plan that will help us reach out to you more as well as finding a way to better serve our haunted community. We can't wait to share more info with you, and we hope you enjoy episode five of What If It's Haunted. Have you ever had something spooky happen? Something you can't explain. My name's Liana. And I'm Michaela. And sometimes you just have to ask yourself What if it's haunted? So, um, this isn't the article I saw on Facebook because the article had several, but have you, you've heard about past lives, right? Obviously it's kind of a yeah. thing. So a, it's really creepy when kids are the ones to say something. Yeah. I've read a lot of those. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. So like this article is titled, is titled, titled. It's a very nice uh, grout, but so it's from healthyway.com. It is titled, Before I Lived With You, Mommy, When Children Speak of Past Lives. All right. I'm already spooked. Now, are you ready? Mm. We were out on a shopping trip when my daughter Lily turned to me, says Julie, a 32-year-old mother in St. Louis. She pointed at one of the cars in the parking lot. She said, That car hit me. Do you like the voices? Should I keep the voices? I was going to laugh because of the voices, but you're pretty good at them, so keep it going. Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah, a little... <laughs> Add a little paprika on your chicken or something. Chicken's bland, right? No, it, it makes it like, uh, it gives it some flavor, you know? Oh, see, I use some of that the garlic salt on like everything because, yeah, you could flavor it with salt, <laughs> but why not a little garlic Ca- salt to really... Add cayenne to your eggs. Mm. Add the pizzazz, the razzle-dazzle, as my husband says. Um, he says razzle-dazzle. He, like, if I... Oh. He actually says razzle-dazzler. Like, give it the old razzle-dazzler. <laughs> I, I can't imagine Chris saying that, but... I, I don't believe you. Oh. Well, one day, maybe, I'll just bring him in and be like, hey, can you say the thing? And he'll be like, razzle-dazzler. And I'll be like, yeah, all right. No, no, I just can't see him you saying like that. You don't like it? No, I like it. I just, I don't believe you. I, I, I don't think. <laughs> Go on. <clears throat> this needs some, like, SVU music or something like that in the background. Some really <laughs> heavy, like, law and order. Okay. <laughs> For Julie. It was an unusual situation. <laughs> I can't go low. Oh my god, that okay. was really good though. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Those right. four years of theater and acting and really and voice acting my classes. Life. Voice mm-hmm. acting classes. You know what? They really It's a lot of money for this podcast. You're welcome. I'm just here to hype you up. That's my job. I'm here. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you. Okay. Anyway, for Julie, it was an unusual situation. Uh, she knew for certain that four-year-old Lily hadn't been hit by any vehicles. That's the sort of thing a mother would remember. 
it, it says it in. Okay, I'm almost done. I asked her what she meant. She said, Before I lived with you and Daddy, I lived with another mommy and Daddy. My blood ran cold. That voice made my blood run cold. <laughs> I was like, yeah. ah. So, like, I don't know. I Past lives, I think. It, and we've said it before. Like, oh, dude, my cat is just being a terror right now. But, like, when... um, Living up to his name. <laughs> Joffrey. But... <laughs> Joffrey. So, um... But, like, kids... There's, like, a thinner veil... If that's a thing, like the the veil between the worlds for them, it's easier to see through. So like when a kid has a, an imaginary friend, is it an imaginary friend or is it their grandpa who they've never seen until you show them a picture and they're like, daddy, that's George. Like, (laughs) daddy, that's George. I am so happy. I am a kid who never had an imaginary friend. I have a huge imagination. I never once believed there was a person standing in front of me who was not there. I'm, yeah, I'm so, so I never thrilled. imaginary friends were my thing, but like I, I've always like feelings. I would I would get feelings a lot, and so for the longest time, like I slept in my mom's room just because I was so uncomfortable, like all the time, and like yeah, maybe I'm afraid of the dark. At least I used to be, but Still am. it also it felt like people were looking at me, and. That's not wrong. Like, I still get that feeling a lot, and I'll have to, like, shine a light into the dark just to be like, okay, I'm not actually seeing a figure over there. It's just the darkness. And I remember my mom, when she was looking to buy a house, there was this one house, and it was a really great price. And do you want to know why it was a really great price? (gasps) It was haunted! Well, probably because it was right next to a graveyard with a church, and so many houses are, and houses are on top of burial grounds, and houses are, like, whatever. But in my mind, I could, out the window that would be my room, I could see the the gravestones, and I, my mom's like, wow, this is a really great house. It was older, it needed some help, but it was nice, and I just went, I'm not sleeping here. Not gonna happen? And I was... maybe 12 13 and I was just like nope you're not buying this house even if you love it because it's haunted you know I never felt weird uh walking through or driving through a graveyard there are a couple though there are a couple I've been to like graveyards where like there was weird there there was a lot of pain there like I could feel I I felt weird I've no, weird is the right word. I, I felt heavy and I, I, I felt like bad being there, you know, like no, there was no positivity there for me. Um, I want to say it was one of the cemeteries we visited when I was in uh, Prague. It was one of the old like uh, Jewish cemeteries and that I felt awful, awful. But like as a kid driving past cemeteries, I never I never noticed or cared. I knew people who'd hold their breath because through superstitions or whatever. And don't get me wrong. I, you know, I'm always the type where, you know, superstitions are like they're fun you know like don't yeah i get it don't break a mirror they have meaning if you give power to them kind of thing you know like if you but like also why risk it you know yeah but i'll except for black cats if you're a person who dislikes black cats because the superstition you're kind of crap yeah um 
I love black cats. They're cute. They're like, awesome. Get over yourself. But, <laughs> um, but you know, um, because you brought up Scared of the Dark, and like we talk about that all the time. Because I am still terrified of the dark. Um, a movie that made it way too real for me. And I had to look it up because I couldn't remember the name of it. It came out in 2003. Darkness Falls. Did you watch it? Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. Yeah, not a horror movie gal. I mean, I've... Yeah, me either, but yeah. this yeah. one was... I had to watch it because the main <laughs> character basically re- refused to be in the dark. Like, he'd come home and change his light bulbs, like, with frequency, so not a light bulb would go out. Because I, when he was, like, a, I think a preteen or something, I think he was 12, his house, um, the tooth fairy entered it, and she, she's the villain. She does not look like a tooth fairy, you know? And she could only get you mm-hmm. if you were in the dark, and I guess she's been after him this whole time. And then he's, I don't know, I think he moves back to his hometown or some nonsense, and he has to help his old, like, you know, his old middle school fling... Because her kids having nightmares and yeah, yeah it was a it was a thing. No, thank you. Um, but I you know like it it I was really scared of the dark and I watched this this older man also be scared of the dark and I was like you know what, it's cool. Why risk it? I'm with him. That's fine. You know what? Everybody has their fears. So, man, I. I've been thinking a lot about death in general, and that's kind of always been my, the thought that creeps into my mind all the time. And I wonder if that had something to do with, like, my paranoia. Just death in general, which would be weird. Like, last night, I was thinking about if and when, if he dies, he's immortal. Um, But when Chris passes, if he goes before me, like... I just started crying, and that's not the first time. My dad, when he became a fireman, um, I remember, like, writing a note and drawing a picture of me crying. I would never gave it to him. They found it, like, um, either him or my stepmom. And, like, it's just always been something, like, I'd cry myself to sleep over people dying. So I wonder if, like, that's part of just like a fear of death is why maybe I feel things like looking at me which is why I'm afraid of the dark and maybe that's also something that other people that might cause their anxieties towards those things as well like you truly are my other half and a best friend here because I have (laughs) the exact opposite feelings about death um really I was the kid I I literally actually told my father this I told him because I was a daddy's little girl um we don't have a great relationship now but I I I was (laughs) I loved loved my father growing up like you could like to the point where like I remember as a kid if I was sitting in his lap and like hugging him I could like could like feel like how much I loved him like I was like warmed by it you know like it was Mm -hmm. like I was you know like I was really like I, I really like we had a great relationship when I was younger and I remember telling him that when he died I'd go visit him at the cemetery every day <laughs> and he turns Aww. to me and he's like you're not supposed to say that and I'm like I shrugged and I was like what you're obviously gonna die before me isn't that the, isn't that the idea like isn't that the plan <laughs> like I'm sorry um because both one would think both my parents don't like to talk about death at all they are uh they hate it um yeah like when 
before my grandma passed, I think like three years before, she had given my mom like the outfit she wanted to be buried in. And my mom was like, I'm not listening to this conversation. And then when she passed and my mom told me, I was like, well, I mean, like, I didn't know that conversation had ever taken place because she didn't even repeat it. Um, Mm -hmm. But she I was like, well, aren't you kind of like glad that she told you because now you don't have to go through her closet and figure anything out. You just you know what she wanted rather than you having to like go through extra like agony choosing um but I was that kid and like I still am like obviously when someone passes there's no rational thought that has anything to do with your feelings but I you know I always believed like I still do that like you know Mm -hmm. like my grandma would die before me of course you know um my parents will die before me of course Uh, My brother is significantly older than me, so he's kind of been that, like, he's that weird soft spot for me where I'm like, I really hope he doesn't. He's, like, eight years older than me, but, like, we're close enough where I'm like, I mean, obviously it could go any way with accidents, but, like, you know, general general progression of life. And then Dan and I are exactly the same age, and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, which one of us is going to go first? Like, there, there's, yeah. there's no... Chris is only yeah. a couple, like, a year and a half older than me, and I'm just like, I... Women live longer in general, mm. statistically, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm just... Which is mm. so lame. No, and, like, I, I have no, like, religious basis for any, like, afterlife belief in that sense. So, like, I'm when he's gone, I'm just like, well, okay, that, that sucks. <laughs> So, would you like to tell me about a spooky story or haunted place in your backyard? You know what? I would love to, but I also want to preface this with this isn't necessarily how we do stories. So, I'm just going to be, like, reading bits of an article or two. And, obviously, when we have stories sent in, we'll just read the story as is from the folks. And (laughs) that's not this week. This is just an article about a local place um, near me, which I want to go to. I have yet to go to. And um, it's actually Indiana's oldest bar. Woot woot! So yeah. Okay, so this article is from CBS for Indy. <laughs> and it's titled, In Your Neighborhood. <laughs> go figure. What well, a spooky that's the... day in your neighborhood. Please ignore my singing voice. <laughs> but it just came to me. Go on. This, um, okay, so the actual title of this article is Blues, Booze, Bullet Holes, and Human Remains, The Spooky Stories Behind Indiana's Oldest Bar. See, this is how you get me to go haunted places, okay? Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> it has like, to be a bar. It, it could be a bar, you know, like, you, you sold me with the title, with the story, I'm probably mm-hmm. going to back away and, and, and return it and not go. But anyway, go on, proceed. <laughs> Well, this was actually posted um, by Rachel Bogle, and it was on October 31st, 2018. It was such a special day. Halloween. <laughs> okay, so anyway, this is the bar is called the Slippery Noodle Inn. It was established in 1850. 
And it's the oldest continually operated bar in its original building. So when you come over, we'll have to go. But it's a former hotspot for mobsters, a watering hole during Prohibition, a haven for runaway slaves, and even a bordello. For the past 55 years, the noodle has been owned by the Yegi family, who turned it into one of the nation's top blues bars, according to Rolling Stone. It's just a little publication. Um, Featuring live music seven nights a week. It's located in the heart of downtown Indianapolis, just one block from Lucas Oil Stadium. The Slippery Noodle touts a long list of famous patrons, including Harrison Ford, Peyton Manning, Jimmy Fallon, Billy Joel, Dan Aykroyd, and Robert De Niro, just to name a few. However, their most interesting patrons might actually be their dead ones. Well, okay, Rachel. You're winning with the words. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Um, But I'm done reading straight from her words. Let's go ahead and dive in a little deeper. Okay, so apparently there's 13 different entities who call the Slippery Noodle home. Um, So these have actually been given names by the staff. So there's Boss Man, Shadow Man, and Sarah. (laughs) Boss Man, Shadow Man, and... And Sarah. And Sarah, I know. I love that Sarah actually gets a name. I'm all about it. All right, let's, let's <laughs> listen. See, for when you were naming the names, the the bar and like the uh, like the family, I was like, she's making this up. But like now, I'm <laughs> okay. with you. Let's go. Let's go. So, Boss man and shadow man sounds like drinks. And if they don't have drinks at the slippery noodle named Boss man and shadow man, we're walking. We'll go in, be like, this is nice, and then walk right out because why? They can even have one named Sarah. I'd be I'd be down. Um, and Sarah has actually made an appearance at a wedding that took place that took place there. So uh, that story is their limo driver just sat back here with them, and after the ceremony, they were having lunch up front, and he said, "Who is that woman in the balcony? Did you guys hire a photographer or something?" Um, and this is all recalled by. Sarah Etherington. She's an events coordinator for the Slippery Noodle. And um, anyway, the limo driver then described Sarah to a T. Now, there is a really well-known entity in his name. (laughs) It's not even a name. It's just what they call him. George in the Basement. You know, that sounds like a... (laughs) Sounds like a, a band name. Oh my god, it does sound like a band name. I'd listen to George in the Basement. <laughs> All right, y'all, I'm George, and this is the Basement, and we're George in the Basement. I've definitely heard worse intros for bands, so I, I'd go for it. Okay, so the events coordinator continues saying, one of the keg delivery guys came in, and he's going into the basement, flipped on the lights, and he described George. He said George was right in his face, and he left the building and said he would never deliver again. <laughs> oh, man, that's a mood. That's Same. a total mood. <laughs> just turn around, just be like, <laughs> you wouldn't even drop off the keg because after that you would need the keg to get over something like that. Oy. I wonder if George in the basement is rude, like if he's if he's mean. I don't know. 
you know what, maybe the guy dropping it off is just putting it in the wrong place. And here is poor George in the basement being like, excuse me, sir, like the kegs go to your left. And this driver's mm-hmm. or delivery man is just like, nope, 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 mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Well, my friend, that's not all the slippery noodle has to offer. No, no, you see, they talked about prohibition at the beginning. So, um, you see, uh, the events coordinator. No, I don't want to root. I don't want to butcher that last name 20,000 times. Etherington. What was her first name? I know that's not how you. It was Sarah. Same as the ghost. <laughs> so many Sarahs. It's such a small space. Um, so she continues. They used to make whiskey down there during the prohibition. They've found human bones down there. There's definitely something that's buried down there. It's a lot of down there's. Um, Rachel writes, pause. Something buried? <laughs> Something buried? Uh, um, I, I kind um, of, like, buried isn't the part that gets me there. It's that you said something. <laughs> like, not a person, a person, <laughs> multiple persons, just bones. I'm... Mm-hmm. This is such an interesting article because, okay, so apparently many years ago... Sorry, I just hit my mic. Apparently many years ago, there was a flood in the basement... Then the waters receded. Something interesting happened. Wow, she's a really great writer because I'm intrigued. I glanced at this article, but now I'm in it. There was an area that was significantly sunken. So the owner, Hal Yegi, had a contractor come in and he said, that just means there's something buried here so we can dig it up or you can pave it, said Etherington. But Hal is very much a believer. So he had a priest come bless the area and paved it all. So this building also served as a station on the Underground Railroad. So slaves would hide out in this building and then catch a train north. While touring the basement, which the Slippery Noodle, as long as it's not a busy night, they'll let you tour the basement. Um, But Etherington pointed out a tiny room that may have served as a hiding spot for slaves during that time. Tiny and ominous. Do they, like, open it if you go down there and show it to you or not? Open the door? I don't know. To, I don't th- to the tiny room? I don't think so. Because, so, like, if they don't do it for anyone else, I wouldn't ask for it, you know? But, like, if they open it for everybody, I'm not going to enter it, but I'll, I'll, stand, I'll stand and look, you know? <laughs> and look, you know what? If you want to see a brothel from the 1950s, they've actually recreated a room upstairs. So... Okay. Wow, there's a lot of quotes. I'm really enjoying it. Okay, so two customers of the bordello got into an argument over one of the women, one killing the other and leaving the bloody knife on the bar. That is hardcore, okay? Uh, you just leave the knife. Um, on the main floor in the same large back room where you can watch one of your favorite bands, you'll see shotgun blasts on the wall. And that's from the Dillinger and Brady gangs. Oh, there's a picture. Go ahead, take a look at this article because there is a beautiful picture of those bullet slugs. That's what it's called. They say they use that for target practice. Etherington admits that the sightings still give her goosebumps. I talk out loud when I'm alone here, she said. I say, it's just me. I'm just doing some paperwork. Honestly, I do the same thing wherever I am. So, yeah, I honestly recommend checking out this article just so because there's some stuff I didn't really 
go over and there's lots of pictures, which is nice. But, and again, that article is blues, booze, bullet holes, and human remains. The spooky stories behind Indiana's oldest bar by Rachel Bogle. I don't know. So the slippery noodle. I want to go. I want to go have some drinks. But what a history, especially for Indiana. When I think Indiana, that's not mobsters isn't something that comes to mind. That's more of a Chicago thing. And they actually have the Blues Brothers on like their board, which is did they come through Indiana? Oh, uh, I don't know. So have you, well, you've obviously seen this bar then, but you, so you've never been I haven't there. seen this bar. Oh, I've seen this oh, picture seen of this bar. Gotcha. I just, knew about it. Like I'd heard about the Slippery Noodle, but I I have not been to the Slippery Noodle. I'm, I want to go now. I know I've been to a couple of places in Indianapolis because of Gen Con and like hanging out, you know, the nights I would be at that con at like bars and stuff, but I, I couldn't even tell you where, and I never had any experiences that were weird. But then again, I was surrounded by cosplayers. So you could have, I could have seen something weird, not known because I was also in cosplay. So not only that, but also if it's like a busy bar, are you really going to notice Sarah hanging out in the balcony? Like, no, in fact, she'll, she'll probably be the most normal person Honestly, there, you know, especially if especially, it's con. Yeah. Night. Especially if it's con. Just think she's in cosplay. Like, oh. Man, that's a really that's some really good makeup there. Yeah. What this is a nice Westworld cosplay. But it's so funny that she's just Sarah. I wonder if there's more information about Sarah because Boss Man and uh, Smokey McGee, what was the other name? Something man? Shadow Man? Was it Shadow Man? So Boss Man and Shadow Man, they don't have names, so they don't know. But do they know Sarah's story? That's actually a great thing. So do you think the entities interact with each other? I think it would depend on the type of entity. Because, so, there's there's several different kinds of entities, right? There's um, ones that are based in a, like, a pattern. So what is that called? Where they're not... I'll look that up, too. Yeah, like... Like an echo of something that has previously I, baby, occurred. It's a possibility because there's so many different types. So there's residual, re- residual, poltergeist, um, demonic, and intelligent slash inactive activity, and shadow people or shadow creatures, and portal hauntings. And you can find out information. Or, or what I'm looking at right now is from hauntedoc.com. But um, a residual haunting is when something very traumatic happens so it's it's a a big event and so that that this says negative energy um just causes things to be like a like a tape so they'll just replay over and over again it wouldn't be unheard of for sarah to be residual if something had happened to her but anyway so that's the slippery noodle i just tried to do a quick search on if I know a Sarah, but the coordinator just keeps on coming up. So not if I know a Sarah, if they know of a Sarah that something happened. Um, but like that's what they named her. That's not necessarily the name of of whoever is the image. I wonder if we go in there and we're, we why why'd you name her Sarah? She told me that's her name. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> no. But yeah, 
So that's my story. Um, that's that's a local haunt. And in your backyard. In my backyard. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that's the game show. Local haunts in your backyard. Come on down. All right. What, what do you got? Show me what you're working with. All right. So I looked into a local Chicago-ish because it's not on, you know, it's not in city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know this because you lived in Chicago many years that uh, Chicagoans don't like things to be called Chicago if it's not actually in Chicago. So this is Chicago adjacent. Um, it's something I heard about on and off growing up. And I, I think I mentioned a previous time. I don't remember if it made it into the final cut or not. But we're going to talk about Cuba Road, which is... Uh, da, 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 da. I believe it's officially in Barrington. Oh, no. Actually, one of them is actually in Cuba Township. So is off Barrington Road. This is in Illinois. Just probably a good half hour, 45 minutes from Chicago. Uh, let's see. The article that I will be using is from 365barrington.com, and it is called 207, The Legend of White Cemetery in Cuba Road. So, I'm excited because I've avoided this with every bit of my being. It is a street that we have passed. Um, my family used to go up to, you know, places in Wisconsin on the weekend, mostly like, uh, like Lake Geneva or something when I was younger. And that was, uh, one of the ones that when I realized that was the Cuba road people were talking about, I was like, I feel so uncomfortable every time I'm near this. I don't even, I don't want it. Um, anyway, uh, one point in the article, it says, however, I must warn you, if you're easily frightened, you probably shouldn't read on. And folks, I read on, so be proud. And there was a decent gap of, like, blank, no writings. I could have turned back. I didn't. Here we go. All right, so White Cemetery is on Cuba Road, just east of Old Barrington Road. It dates uh, as far back as the 1820s and for many years have been reported to be haunted by white eerie globes of light that float and hover among tombstones um, yeah there is a lot of imagery of these guys um you can say what you want some of it could be somebody standing there some of it could be edited you know some literally look like little globes there is a lot they tend to appear and then vanish at will um let's see there are also accounts of hazy human-like figures spotted along the edge of the fence and the lingering uh oh and lingering near trees uh yeah and apparently uh, this phenomenon this has been researched a lot over the years and they haven't figured out an explanation Mm, right has ball lightning been asked like or looked into ball lightning yeah ball lightning Sounds like a D&D spell. Go on. It's not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. It's a natural. Pheno- well, it might be, but it is a natural phenomenon. Um, so uh, Wikipedia explains it as an unexplained atmospheric electrical phenome- phenomenon described as luminescent sp- spherical. I'm having a hard time. 
luminescent spherical objects that vary from pea size to several meters in di- diameter. Though usually associated with thunderstorms, the phenomenon is said to last considerably longer than the split-second flash of a lightning bolt. Um, I have a friend who actually had ball lightning in her house. Hmm. But does it happen with frequency in certain areas or regions? Because if it's constantly happening in Girl, the cemetery... I don't know. Like- I am not a um, professional as far as ball, ball lightning goes. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not what my degree was in. But uh, if there's a meteorologist out there who's like, yes, ball lightning happens quite frequently in uh, areas adjacent to Chicago... <laughs> then there's your answer anyway continue your story i don't know so i looked up the cemetery specifically quite a bit guys i looked for these like i used i looked for youtube videos of people going through the cemetery too and uh, i was just hit with my own skepticism at that point so there's none to share there because i was like "Uh, i don't know like the second people start acting weird like the beginning of a horror movie basically where the kids are acting stupid in a cemetery i i click off um so i didn't find much but some of the photos you know i mean they're eerie to me and i read that a lot of people have driven past the cemetery even during the day and all time you know all weather conditions and there's like a constant fog anyway take with that what you will uh there are a few other things that happen alongside this this road and cemetery um let's see all right the next one okay uh let's see over the years there have been numerous witness accounts involving a phantom black automobile that appears nearby the cemetery and an old old house that is seen and then vanishes nearby Oh, so there's a site within, uh, there's a source within my source. According to prairieghost.com, the house is believed to have actually existed many years ago, and legends, oh, legends say that it burned down under mysterious circumstances. Some of the sightings involve a spectral old woman that carries a lantern and flags down passing motorists. When someone stops she tr- uh, and tries to help her, she disappears along the edge of the road. I also read that if you enter the house and stay until the sun comes up, you will disappear within the house forever. Okay, but how do you know that? That's like, isn't it Dread Pri- Pirate Roberts who's like, how do you know if... I'm the yeah, worst if, if you... I don't let people live. <laughs> like, so how do you know you disappear in the house? I'm sorry that that seems beyond no, belief no, for see, me, and I believe in it. That one, it's really hard. <laughs> that last sentence was not from PrairieGhost.com. That was separate from like the quote. Mm. That one's weird because also the house isn't there. It just appears and vanishes. So, like, if I walk through this phantom house and then stay there till the sun comes up, I'm going to disappear. I don't know. Again, I am I am not here to debunk these. I That's not what we're here to I do. I am not engaging. No. I And I am not personally, on purpose, going to engage with these things. Uh, so, I, I read other articles, too. You know, ones where people drive and drive and, like, the basically the car kind of tailgates them and you know or they pull over to try to help someone and i mean that one's pretty cliche the pull over try to help a ghost um there are a lot of stories with that um 
one of my favorite supernatural episodes, The Lady in White, is is just that. And, you know, like that's <laughs> you know, the car tailgating yeah. and all this stuff. So the car tailgating you, like how <laughs> like how modern are the lights here, you know? Because you can tell a lot by like the lights. So I'd be interested to hear actual like uh like witness accounts of that. But yeah, that's what happens along Cuba Road and people will drive um up and down Cuba Road and see if they see anything. Um are there any actual houses on Cuba Road? Oh, apparently it's like a pickup truck style truck. Houses. This is like a more rural area, so like there's there's a lot of space between everything, you know, and probably not a lot of street lights. Um, separately from this article, because I, I did a lot of research. I was trying to figure out which Chicago-related uh, thing to talk about, since I've not interacted with any of them. And there were accounts of this, like, I'm going to call it a pickup truck now, the, the, the phantom car trying to run people off the road basically or like it looked like it kept driving through you know a place where a car couldn't go so like you know when there's headlights behind you it's obviously dark when this happens and the lights would just go off and disappear into like like a bank of trees so i don't know it's spooky it's something i've heard about all the time if something like i know i feel really eerie when i drive past that street and i'm probably nowhere near (laughs) the cemetery actually i could probably tell you how far i am because i know what road we uh we used to drive on so oh my god no it's not that far we take like route 14 northwest highway it is not that far from the cemetery and my ass gets eerie ass feelings (laughs) uh it is no it is not that far it's like it's like it's like three streets like it is not wait it's three streets from you no not like from me like from like the road we take Oh, that means that a specter could ride in this car with you and come home with you and live in your attic in that door behind you. Yeah, no, it's been a long time. I have not driven that way. I'm good. Thank you. Well, now you're never going to drive that way. So (laughs) your face. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just looking at this map, and I'm like, I did not know it was this close. I'm, no. I'm pissed. Like, I was like, oh, it's probably a ways down. I'm nowhere near it. And then, <laughs> yeah, here we go. No. Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. Is that a house, like, across from it? And, like, like I said, like, most of the time, cemeteries don't weird me out. Like, I go to the one where my, like, grandma's buried, and I don't, uh, I don't think anything of it. it to me, um... The tombstone is just a totem that I can, you know, address when I feel like addressing. Um, And, like, I don't feel eerie there. I don't feel anything at all. And a lot of the times, like, spirits probably wouldn't be at the graveyard because nobody's there. Like, one would think that they would want to be with families or in a place they loved rather than hanging out with their body. My God, Dan is trying so hard not to laugh out loud right now because he knows I'm recording and I can see him. I think he's watching Critical Role and he's just like, he's like, he's trying not to make a sound it's very and he's sweet laughing. Of him. So when I turned and I first saw him, I thought he was like messing with me, like, like threw something at me and, and was like trying not to like have me yeah. notice. But no, oh, he's that's just, very sweet of him though. He's trying to be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this was a good episode, I think. I think it was pretty solid 
we didn't obviously yeah uh, you know honestly i think we could have done a whole episode talking about the weird things kids say to their parents and if i find some like decent ones to talk about i might suggest that in the future because do you think if we shame that, people that was, and not that, that into into sending us stories like <laughs> listen here listener i know you have a spooky story oh should i do a voice okay <clears throat> hold on I know you have a spooky story. <laughs> no, I'm bad at voices. Ignore me. <laughs> no, do it. I was trying to do that weird, like, old lady one you did before, but, like, British, but without being British. Uh, okay. Listen here. Is that too spooky? <laughs> okay, Batman. <laughs> Why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I'm I'm the Batman. <laughs> okay, well anyway, listen here, listener. Um, okay. No, so you know, I have a couple folks who have contacted me about stories and I get it. It's just about like getting yourself it's together hard. to write them down. Like I'm not mad. We didn't write them like, down. And we I'm read, not gonna like we, we read articles that were already written. Um, I mean, you know, we and we have a lot of fun stuff to like search and talk about there's a lot of spooky shit in the world you know there is I a lot just, of spooky stuff the thing is we would so much rather hear from a personal experience from someone you know like yeah i, I it really feels more, enjoy those there, there's a connection and that's what we that's when we decided to make this podcast we were we had no we know people that have had experiences i've had experiences so like yeah like let's get those voices heard but now what where did they go? <laughs> Have they passed? Have they gone through the veil? To the mystic abyss. <laughs> Little Disney into the unknown. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I really enjoy talking about people's experiences and, like, personal stories. And it's, I think the part that I like about it is it's one perspective. And that the individual, like, you know, like, they lived this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, they believe it. They lived it. It's not somebody writing an article about it. And it's not me reading their article about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's like, an actual thing. And, like, it's also not sensationalized, right? Like, it's not like somebody wrote a personal experience yeah. on a blog and they're, like, trying to get hits. Like, they're just, they're just mm-hmm. sharing us. Like, they're just sharing with us. Yeah, this isn't a recipe on Pinterest where you hear about the writer's day and then you get the recipe no no <laughs> we want the we want the recipe yeah we scroll Just down too. The we, we scroll all the way down <laughs> <laughs> so i mean hey if nobody sends in stories then we'll just take that as okay you want us to find stories on ye old internet and most of those might be creepypasta we don't know we try to fact check there's only so much we could do. I mean, Michaela, you could tell us about yours, but I know we're waiting on on your sister's perspective, which I can't wait for because I think I think that episode we should read your sister's perspective and you should respond to it and like, yeah, I, I think that'll be something really interesting to have two perspectives on like on, on, on like I mean it might not be the exact same event. Maybe you weren't home the same day she saw something. I don't no, know. The laughter I heard, I was the only one that heard it. So I I don't want to hear about this okay now. well no. anyway <laughs> I, I do want to hear about it but today i don't okay. want to hear about it well then let's wrap this up i'm done we've shamed the listeners which i think 
leads to great reviews. Um, yes, she shamed me. I was just trying to listen to some quality spook and... <laughs> I am uh, not shaming you guys, which is weird because I think I I think I'm more the hard ass between the two of us, and I'm like, hey not guys, anymore. I get it, I'm I get it. The spookiness, I shame. <laughs> I don't care. I don't shame the spookiness, but I shame the lack of spookiness. Uh, okay, I should probably go to bed honestly, because <laughs> now I'm just talking in circles, which is fine. Well, thank you so much for joining us today for our fifth episode of What If It's Haunted. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed sharing. You know what? And if you'd like to send in your own experience so that we stop shaming you, please do so at whatifitshaunted at gmail.com. Or you know what? Go ahead. Send us yield DM on Instagram at whatifitshaunted. Or if you would like to tell the story in your own words using that beautiful voice, you can leave us a voice message through our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash haunted. And you know what? You can use that to yell at Michaela in your own beautiful voice, too. In fact, I might do that this week. It's not nice. <laughs> but you know what? Th- d- don't let that stop there, okay? Don't let your words stop at our Anchor page or Gmail or Instagram because you can leave a review and share this podcast with your fellow lovers of the unusual. More listeners means more stories, which means more episodes. Speaking of more episodes, we have new ones for you every week, every Friday, so keep an eye out for the strange and not-so-usual. And remember, what if it's haunted?